I wonder, I wonder, oh, I don't recognize this place. I've been in so many places recently, walking and, oh, going from town to town and village to village and meeting people, and, boy, I don't, I don't think I recognize this group. Well, you look kind of familiar. Have I met you before? No? Well, you just look like somebody I know. Oh, nice-looking group of young people up here. Wow, good to, to see you today. I've been, I tell you what, I've been so many places recently that I don't even, sometimes I don't even know where I'm at. But wherever I go, I tell people about the change in my life that took place probably about five years ago or so. I tell people about what happened to me. Man, I have a, a passionate... Uh, desire to tell people about what happened and changed my life five years ago. Um, you know, one thing that they've said about me is, is I don't have any trouble talking. You know, I know a few others like that too, but I don't have any trouble telling people what I'm thinking. In fact, they say that Peter's pretty outspoken. You know, I mean, if there's an opinion out there, Peter has it, and he doesn't mind sharing it. You know, I've always been that way. Not just recently, but, you know, years ago, boy, before I met Jesus, let me tell you, was I opinionated. And I could tell people, and I knew I just, I was, I was a lot more confident back then, but in a different kind of way, if you know what I mean. I mean, I, I, I pretty much felt like I knew about everything, and I wasn't afraid to share that with people and tell people that. I was, I was outspoken, I was confident, and, you know, boy, did I put my foot in my mouth a lot. Yeah, that's the way it is. It's always been that way. You know, it's like I don't do that as much anymore. Well, probably because I am more focused on telling people about what happened to me five years ago. I mean, uh, up till then, I, I was pretty focused on myself, actually. You know, until you meet Jesus, I have found, until you, re- I mean, really meet Jesus. I don't mean you heard his name. But I mean until you really meet Jesus, it'll be about you and not about him. That's really what I found. And boy, it was with me. And you know, there's times that I have to be careful about that too. Because I realize that Jesus changes everything. I'd love to tell you some of my story today. I, I, I don't even know you guys. I mean, except a couple of you look familiar, but I'd like to tell you about what happened to me. It's been a while. Uh, now it's been, I don't know, four, five, six years ago that, that my life changed in an amazing way. I mean, if you would have known me five, if you had known me ten years ago, I'm telling you what, you wouldn't recognize me today. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe the way I look, you know, I mean, you know, that don't change that much over time. But let me tell you something. If you'd have met me ten years ago and you knew who, who I was and what I think today and how different I feel, and I believe, I tell you what, you, you would, uh, I think you would be incredibly surprised by that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it all happened when I met Jesus. I'll tell you what, he, uh, he was different. He was different than anybody I had ever, ever met before. And boy, was I drawn to him when I met him. I mean, he was one of those, one of those people, you, you, you Man, I, I was drawn to whatever he was, whoever he was. I mean, and man, 
I mean, I'd heard about him. Actually, he grew up not that far from me. He grew up in a town of Nazareth. Now, I lived, I lived in Capernaum. If you know anything about where I'm from, Capernaum is right on the, the northern end of the Sea of Galilee. And, you know, uh, it's a fishing town. And I'm a fisherman. And, boy, we do a lot of fishing. That's what I did for a living, you know. And, and, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what happened to me. But I'll tell you about Jesus. I was, I was drawn to him. Whenever he spoke, it's like, what did he say? I'm not used to hearing that. And when he spoke, it's like, man, that makes sense. Sometimes it would make me mad. Sometimes I thought I'd set him straight. <laughs> he would say, I don't know, Jesus. It's not like later on. He was telling us about, I mean, this is later on. He was saying, I'm going to die. And I got to go to Jerusalem. And I, man, you know me, like I said, I, I was quite outspoken. I jumped right up and said, Jesus, come on now. Let me just help you out with this. Oh, and I would say, you don't have that right about the dying stuff. Look at people, they love you. Well, not everybody loves you. Actually, the, the people in Jerusalem, some of the, the high priests and the Pharisees, and the, oh, they, there's always conflict. I mean, no matter what you said, what, no matter what Jesus said, you either loved him or you hated him. I was so drawn to him. Man. I mean, it's hard to put it into words what, what the feeling was. It's like when Jesus spoke, it's like, oh, man. He had a grip on reality that I never understood. He had a grip on truth. I mean, just for example, I mean, I knew the law of Moses for the most part. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was no student, I'll tell you that. I, I was a fisherman. But, you know, I, I had to go to school for a while, you know, like all us Jewish boys did, and we had to learn a lot of the law, and I did. Uh, not that well, I mean... If, they, if they'd given a test, let me tell you, I wouldn't have been at the top of the class except when it came to talking. That I did, you know, a lot of, and I could, man, I could talk the hind leg off a mule, you know. Oh, Peter, 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 they used to say, Peter, can't you just be quiet? Nope, I'm sorry, I can't. You see, there's something about me that, I don't know, it's in my genes or whatever, but man, when it came to making decisions, when it came to saying, this is what we're going to do, boy, I'd just jump up right away. You ask for a volunteer, Peter's the one. He'll do it. And then he'll say, oh, why did I do that? You know? You know my personality? You know, you know people like that? They just, they really talk faster than they think, you know? I've always kind of had that issue and that problem. But, you know, Jesus had been patient with me, and I, I've been, I've been kind of working on that. Well, man, I'll tell you what about Jesus, too, is he was fixed on something. Man, in the beginning, I couldn't figure out what it was. But he was fixed on something. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Purpose? He knew what he wanted. Uh, he knew, I mean, he knew these deep things about God. Man, that, 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 uh, that attracted me to him. Uh, the fact that he was so sure. There's something about his self-confidence that, and it wasn't cocky like mine, I believe me. 
I know what confidence is, and I'll tell you what, mine was out of control. Yeah, I was confident about a lot of things, and boy, they just got knocked off as I got to spend more time with Jesus. And that's what I did for three years. For three years, I was with Jesus. He invited me to. I listened to him every day. I walked with him. We, we went to the same places, and man, every day he would say things, and they're so deep, and man, sometimes they would get my attention, and they would just kind of knock me around, and he surprised me all the time. He was always coming up with stuff I wasn't expecting. I mean, I mean little things, big things. He talked a lot about the soil and seeds, for example. And man, he made life make sense. There's this story that he told about this farmer that went out and threw out the seed, and some of it fell on the hard places, and the birds came and ate it. And I thought, oh, yeah, that happens when we, when we, when we do our garden. And then some fell uh, uh, on uh, kind of stony ground and grew up a little bit, but then it didn't have enough roots and the sun came out. And that uh, was well, a good story. And he talked about how, man, some of it really falls in there and it grows fast and, boy, it's got potential. You know, I think kind of how the synagogue is today, it's like that, you know. Some of you are probably like that soil, you know. Uh, yeah, you got some roots. And boy, are you deep enough when the sun comes out? Uh, I know I wasn't. I know I wasn't. And there came a time when, boy, I almost, I mean, I almost lost everything. In part because I was overconfident. In part because I thought I understood who Jesus was and I didn't. In part because I was trying to do it on my own strength. You know, I, I just, but Jesus had his grip on me. And man, I mean, big things. Eh, we don't have time to talk about all those things, but big things, little things. I, I'll tell you what, just simple things. Let me just tell you a couple simple things about Jesus. You know I'm a fisherman. I live at the edge of the Capernaum, and that's how I make my living. Man, I live literally less than 200 yards from the shore of the Sea of Galilee. You can go see my house today. They got it all covered with this building, and people can go see where I lived today, if you want to. I live close to the water, so I was always fishing. And you know what? Jesus kept talking to me about fishing stories. He kept saying these stories, and, and they related to me. I'll tell you one of them. Well, I told you a little bit ago that people were, a lot of times, the high priest and some of those religious leaders, how they were, they kind of had this attitude about Jesus. Some of them were downright hostile and mean to Jesus. Well, one day, fairly early on, after I got to know Jesus, there were some, some, some religious people, and I really think they were just trying to get Jesus messed up. You know, they would do that. They would come and ask him questions to trick him, you know, or to try to get him to admit something bad or to get him confused and off track. And, or, you know, they'd interrupt him and try to get him off of whatever he was doing. But, man, Jesus was a master at, at seeing through that. Well, one day these people came to Jesus, and there were some tax collectors, and, and they said the tax collectors came over to Jesus. I don't know who sent them. I don't know. I don't know if they knew the high priest. But they said to me, I mean, they're... They come to me. I'm, I'm walking along with you. And they say, hey, Peter, 
Does your master pay taxes? He owes a tax, and so do you. And you know, I didn't have any money. I hadn't been fishing. I'd been walking with Jesus, and I tell you, it, so I went and found Jesus. Jesus happened to be inside. In fact, he was in my house. So I went, I said, Jesus, we've got a problem. The tax collectors are out there, and they're, they're saying, Jesus, uh, or they said to Peter, does Jesus pay taxes? You know, like uh, Jesus isn't doing what he should do. And you know what, what Jesus said to me? Incredible. Now, this is a little thing, but he said, Peter, go out and throw in your line and catch a fish. And so, at first I just laughed at him. Yeah, Jesus. What are we going to catch a fish for? That's crazy. He said, no, Peter, I'm serious. Go out there and catch a fish. And Oh, I, oh man, uh, whatever, you know. So I, I, I walk 200 yards out to the water. I throw in my line. I'm thinking this, okay, whatever, you know. Jesus must have a plan, you know. So I'm, I go back there and I, uh, okay, I throw the line in the water. And you know what? Oh, man. It's crazy. It's like, now, that's not so strange. I mean, I catch fish all the time, so that's no big deal. But the fact that Jesus just kind of said, go out and throw in your line, was really like, yeah, man, that's wild, you know? So that's what I do. Jesus said, now, Peter, I want you to, I want you to open the mouth of the fish. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, whatever, you know, so I do. And they said, you're going to find a coin in there. And then I, then I started laughing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I pull open the fish's mouth. Would you believe what I found in there? A coin. But how did he do that? How did he know that? I, I still don't have that one figured out. I really don't. But he said, now take that coin and pay the tax for you and me. And I, I thought, what? Uh, and I did. That's the kind of thing that Jesus, here, you want to hold that for me? Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, um, but that's a kind of little thing that you never know what to expect. You never, I mean, Jesus always shocked you about everything. Yeah. If, pass it around if you want. I don't care. <laughs> but stuff like that, little things. But man, when you read the stories of Jesus and you take time to think about them and really read them and think, man, this happened. They are true. I tell you what, there's a lot of stories that have been written about Jesus that are absolutely, absolutely, I tell you, I was there and I saw some of them. They're incredible. I mean, that was it. But he was always doing things about fish. You know, well, I don't have time to tell you all that. I'll just tell you another little thing, how unpredictable he was. There was a time early on, we had just, I had just met Jesus, and, uh, and we were invited to a wedding. 
And it was in the town of Cana, which is real close to Nazareth where Jesus lived. So I, you know, his family and, you know, we all went to the wedding and, and it was pretty neat. It, you know, a lot of food and wine and it was a fun time. It was a good time. And, and then they ran out of wine. Now, that was disappointing if you're the host. You ever hosted something and you run out and then you go, oh man, I feel bad because people don't have. Well, that's what happened. They ran out of the wine and they felt bad and. Jesus' mother was there. It's funny. We were kind of just hanging out, watching, and, you know, being there with our friends and all that. And, and uh, Jesus' mother f- found out that they ran out of wine. And so she said, she called the servants of the house in and said, you go tell Jesus that you're out of wine and he'll take care of it. <laughs> and I kind of looked at Andrew and went, huh, that's pretty good. You know, moms. Moms can, you know, whatever, you know. So they go over to Jesus and say, Jesus, what are we supposed to do? And Jesus kind of, I was pretty close to him. I, I, I could hear what he said. And, but what I really noticed was his sigh, he kind of sighed. And he said something like, it, it's, 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 not, it's not yet time, but yet, okay. And what he did is he told the, the servants to go. They had these big jars water outside and said, I want you to bring those jars in and pour them in to where the wine is. And Okay. So they bring in the big jars and they pour it in. And then he takes the ladle out and he pours it into the cup and, and he starts to do that and they say, man, that's better than the first wine. <laughs> it was water out there, I tell you that. I knew it was. That's where, that's where we always store the water. That's where the water's stored. And I thought, well, Jesus must have known about this ahead of time. He, you know, Jesus kind of pulled a trick there. You know, I'll tell you at first. At first, I thought about Jesus. Well, number one, he's just clever. And boy, did I see him be clever many, many times. At first, I thought he was clever. And then I thought, well, you know what? He just... He watches and he knows and he's really smart and all that. But boy, every time he'd perform a miracle, it would get tighter and tighter in my heart. It's like, how did he do that one? How did he? But it wasn't just his miracles, it was his teaching. Man, he he would get right to the point with people. And they would come and ask him kind of strange questions, and it's like he knew what they were thinking in their heart right away. He'd ask them a question or he'd go to the issue, and boy, they knew that they had been had. They knew that Jesus knew what they were thinking. In fact, this is the word, and I'll tell you, this is a big word to me, what Jesus did to me. Jesus confronted me. He confronted me. You know what that meant? Somebody was willing to get up in my face and say, knock it off. Knock it off. The self-centeredness. The sin. Jesus got in my face. And he confronted me. At first, 
I didn't like it. Oh, man, I can tell you why he was wrong. I can tell you why. Oh, he had an opinion, that's okay, but the truth is, when I realized that he was confronting me with the truth, I made a decision. I made a decision. God, if you're willing to confront me, I will listen. You may know I'm a preacher now. So I go and I talk to people about the story of Jesus. I say, God, help me to know how to speak the truth. But I tell you something in my heart. More recently, is the need to be willing to confront people about sin and attitude. I don't want to fail as a preacher of the gospel that, you know, life is just full of fun. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you've got to be willing to be confronted about who you are on the inside. All of us do. Playing church, playing synagogue is not going to take you very far spiritually. It's going to take you to emptiness. I'll tell you what, I thought I was serious about God before that day when Jesus came by. But I found out I was not. I'm thankful that Jesus confronted me about who I was. I didn't like what he pointed out. See, it all started. Andrew and Peter and Andrew and myself and John and James, we were in a boat right along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. We had heard about Jesus. We had seen Jesus. And it, it's almost so simple, it's crazy. Andrew was literally ready to throw the net out. And all of a sudden we heard a voice. He, Jesus was on the shore, not far from us, 25 yards or so. See, most of our fishing we actually do close to the shore. And we do it at night, but most people don't realize that. But Andrew was just getting ready to throw out the net. And Jesus said, Peter! <sighs> yep, I heard him. Peter! Come! The voice was loud. It was strong. Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I knew God had spoken to me. I knew God had called me. It's the craziest thing. I know you think that doesn't make sense, but you know what I did? I got out of the boat, and I came into shore, and I followed Jesus. It doesn't make sense. I know that you're thinking, you did what? That, just that, well, I'll tell you what, those words gripped me. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. 
that's part of the confrontation that Jesus did in my heart. And I started wrestling with that. But I did it. I got up and I came. I did, I did what he told me to. And you know what? In some ways you might say I never looked back. Except I really can't say that because there was a time when I did. Part of the confrontation. Part of God speaking to me. Can you imagine my shock? Can you imagine how shocked I was? He called me by name. And I followed him and I started going with him everywhere he went. You know what just got into my heart so deeply that day was these words. He chose me. He chose me. Boy, and I have come to see how God, she chooses all of us. God reaches out to us with His truth. He chose me. God chooses you. God says, I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me. I want you to hear me. I want you to respond to me. And in that day, He chose me. So if you're here today, I want you to know that God chooses you. Don't just think it's other people. I mean, the Holy Scriptures tell us that God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life because He sent His Son. God chooses you and you, all of you. God chooses you. But I had to go. I had to get out of that boat and just the 25 yards or so to shore. I had to do it myself. I had to make the decision to follow. And I did. And my life has never been the same. I know it sounds crazy. And it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. He chose me. Man, some amazing things have happened. I don't have time to tell you. 5,000 people. Jesus fed in one day from a few loaves and fishes. Again, fishes. Man, Jesus taught me a lot. It's something. Well, he chose me. And then I told you a little bit ago, I'll just tell you a bit more about it. I'll tell you what he did. He chose me and he confronted me. And he never stopped doing that. Never stopped doing that. Until the day on the side of the mountain outside of Jerusalem that he went up to heaven, he was confronting me with his truth. And now his Holy Spirit does it all the time. Boy, sometimes I get all cranked up and I think, oh, I better stop. I better stop and listen. I better stop and pray. When I do, I feel that. Boy, you know, you ever had somebody that you really know understands you and they're looking at you? And, you know, I used to say it in my mom's evil eye, you know. She just tilted her head and looked at me and I knew. Well, in a better way, let me tell you who Jesus is. And a lot of his stuff's written down so you can read it for yourself. I don't have to tell you everything Jesus said. You can go and read it. But when Jesus says it, if you have a heart that listens, he will confront you. Oh, that's, that's one of the words that, that describe how I feel about God. It confused me many times. I was confused by what Jesus said. At times, I felt absolutely cornered. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. But he just kept on 
showing me, teaching me, talking to me. I tell you what, he delved into my motives. And Jesus had a way to get to the heart. Sometimes the issues seem like they're on the outside, but Jesus has a way to get to the heart. Man, he he looked inside of me, my motives and, and my disciplines, you know. Boy, I look back and I'm so thankful he didn't give up on me. He was patient with me. I'll tell you what else he did. He encouraged me. Yeah, it was painful. But you know, I know that he cared deeply for me. And when I blew it, and I did, oh, you probably know some of the things that I did and said. Boy, when I blew it, you know what? He never cut me off. He should have. And I still don't know why he didn't, but he never cut me off. Instead, he just kept coming back and loving me, giving me truth, and encouraging me, and calling to me, and connecting to me. And that's who God is. That's who Jesus is. That's who Jesus has been in my life, and, and, and who I am, and, and what I am. Another word just to describe. Maybe if I could pick one word to describe what Jesus has done for me. That one probably, but maybe I'll give you another one. That is Jesus captivated me. He confronted me and he captivated me. So that I want to hear who he is. I want to hear about him. I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know what he's trying to say to me, because every time when Jesus speaks to me, it's truth, it's light, it's purpose, it's meaning. You know, he poured out his life for me. Not only did he confront me and he spent time with me, he comforted me, called me, uh, he encouraged me. Then... Do you understand what he did? How can we understand what he did? He died for me. Because of that, it changed my heart. Without that, I I don't know what you would say about him. He was the most amazing teacher and miracle worker in the history of the world. But he died for me. That's a whole story in itself. I want you to know this, Jesus. I really do. I want you to know this, Jesus. Today, this year, this part of your life. I lose track of what year it is. <laughs> These five years have gone so quick. I, I don't even know what year it is. But I, I know that I want you to know this Jesus who died. It's not the end of the story.
good to be with you today. Thank you. I got to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be there for a week and a half. I would love to come back. Would you stand, please? I want to tell you today that he wants to be active in your life, wants to be real, wants to confront you. I just take that with you today, confront what it means. What does it mean? It changed who I was. May God go with you. May God give you peace. May God help you.